Welcome back to the IGN Movies Podcast, everybody. I'm Jim Vivna. I'm joined by Tom Jorgensen. hey And we have a very special guest indeed today, IGN's own Scott Calera, direct from New York. Hello. I know, man. This is cool. We don't get to have you out in the West Coast much. Not nearly it's enough. great to be back. Yeah, can you tell tell folks, uh, uh, no spoilers, but why, why you're in town this week? Here? No. No. <laughs> nice. Very good. <laughs> and that's the show. No, I'm here for. I mean, I'm, I'm here for a week of nerdiness. It's. Uh, we we <laughs> went to the Jim and I went to the Star Trek Discovery premiere the other night, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah we yeah, got to meet good. Jonathan Frakes. Oh my God, we hung out with so many Star Trek actors. Yeah. Two Daxes, a Nog, a Frakes, Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp yeah. uh, for those two fans. Michelle of Nichols. Did we met Michelle Nichols? Although that was a bit. Sad. I don't know. Yeah, well, it was loud. She couldn't hear us. They just shouldn't be dragging eighty-year-old women out to night to cocktail parties. I don't know. Like shit. I drag eighty-year-old women out to cocktail parties. Jim, all the time. how I many times know. have I told you we need to keep your personal life out of this? <laughs> it's and my then, new dating app. <laughs> and then uh, I'm also going. To, we are going to see Blade Runner 2049 tomorrow. Yes. And then I'm doing the junket on Saturday to interview yeah. those guys. So yeah, it's an exciting you're gonna, week. You're going to meet. Uh, have you ever met Harrison Ford? I have. Yes. I'm hoping yeah. that he's nicer to me this time than he was last time I spoke well, to him. I'm just going to take a second to pick up all those names you guys just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, w- you know, let's dive into it, because we're going to talk a little bit more about Harrison Ford later in the in the podcast. But, uh, Tom, you can drop a name. You saw, uh, you, you. we had a little, uh, somebody in the office this week, no slouch, why don't you tell the folks who dropped by this week? Yeah, if you were paying attention to IGN's social platforms this week, you may have seen that we had Alicia Vikander, the star of the new Tomb Raider movie. Lara Croft herself, Oscar winner. Oscar Oscar winner Alicia Vikander, yeah. yeah, and she was here to promote the drop of the Tomb Raider trailer, which yeah. uh, is really kind of cool and yeah. looks like a really uh, looks like it's going to be a really faithful adaptation of the 2013 reboot that Square Enix did, uh, which, if you've played it, you know is kind of a an origin story for Lara Croft and sort of how she sort of became the Tomb Raider. And it's a really, really great game. I actually didn't play the original games that much. I'm kind of coming at it from a weird place where I only know that one game. So to watch the trailer recreate all these hugely iconic moments from that game, it looks like it's going to be kind of a kind of a cool movie. It's yeah. I, the more I watch the trailer, I think the more excited I get for it. Well, the director's name is Roar. I don't know if he Roar Uthog. Like, yeah, but he, what a, come on with a name like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, is it a just Roar? Like a Game uh, of Thrones guy. No, uh, it's not no. like Cher. Yeah, he's no, no, like no. Uh, he's like a Norwegian or something. Okay. Yeah, he directed uh, the Wave a few yeah. years ago. I believe that was his sort of. Uh, yeah, that's like how he made a card. splash on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank there's you. the there's the boat sequence, so he knew what yeah, he was doing. The yeah. crash of the Endurance, which is uh, kind of what opens the the reboot game. Uh, yeah, it's Walton Goggins is the villain. He looks like he's gonna be. If you've played the game, you know that the villain is kind of this crazy cult leader, and that's not really shown too much in the trailer for the the game. But I have a feeling they'll probably uh, they'll probably move in that direction. Well, the game makers, yeah, you know, they were involved more in, in the development of this movie. Uh, we do have some cool stuff up on the site. I might as well plug. We have a uh, we broke down the trailer. Um, 
uh, with the director. Yeah. Raw. Yeah, it's dog. Yeah, it's really interesting. Does he roar while he he's sure breaking doesn't. it down? Yeah, <laughs> you would think he would roar all the time. But what, he doesn't. What if, what if he's a nice, understated guy? Who's just I, my name is Roar. He did sound. <laughs> just judging by the commentary Dulce track that he did for us, he does sound like that. Okay. Very, very uh, Werner Herzog. Okay. Very that kind of uh, tone. <laughs> but yeah, the the Tomb Raider movie. I think uh, a lot of people are sort of going, is it too much of the game? Or are they kind of, you know, is this going to be the finally the movie that makes video game movies good? And I think the jury's out. I'd like to see another trailer. You know, everyone kind of loved the Assassin's Creed trailer when that first dropped. And then the movie came out. And, uh, yeah, history. That's her real life boyfriend. Oh, okay. So, Lara Croft. I know previously. Or is this are, they, are, are we veering into gossip territory? Yes, we are. This is the new format on IGN yeah. Movies Podcast. Yeah, we're shaking it up. You know? Well, so, but I mean, Assassin's Creed was, of course, the exception to the rule in terms of video game movies not being good, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It changed the game already. I mean, it was no Mortal Kombat Annihilation, yeah. but it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, from. from this trailer, I, I was like, yeah, it looks fine. I mean, the, the weird thing is, we all watched the trailer, and the first thing we said is, oh, I guess that's how you could do an Uncharted movie. Nobody was like, actually, right. the first thing wasn't like Tomb Raider. Um, I, you know, I saw the Angelina Jolie movies, and I thought they were stupid fun, emphasis on stupid. I, I liked her a lot in it. Um, uh, Alicia's uh, take on Lara Croft seems a bit more uh, subdued. Yeah, you know? and that's in line with the game. It's not so much this sort of uh, idyllic, like it, like the Tomb Raider game from the the '90s or the games from the '90s are kind of this like this buxom, you know, hottie that game developers oh, sort of like. I, I know. Oh I, yeah, I worked know. at IGN for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quite aware <laughs> of that imagery. Yes. Right, but the uh, but the reboot really is more. She's a she's a grad student who is sort of. Uh, you know, just starting to enter this world of archaeology slash action hero uh, yeah. vibe that the game goes for. So yeah, it is. It does look like they're really keeping it to the reboot's tone. So. I, I I get it. The I, a criticism I have of the trailer and uh, actions, a lot of action stuff lately in general. The ridiculous jumps. Right. Yeah. So we were joking at lunch. <laughs> like, are there just like. Air cannons <laughs> in the ground, like like uh, like like landmines, or, right. or you know, you just right. step on it when you're in the jungle, and suddenly you can jump thirty feet. Like nobody can do that. Right. All yeah. right, maybe a couple of like NBA players can do a pretty good jump, but in reality, physics will it's not allow the, you to do that. It's just the latest version of you know every Hollywood movie that has a literal cliffhanger where someone's hanging from a rope or something with one, with one hand. hand. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, in real life, usually you yeah. know, that would result in a terrible death. <laughs> Horrible <laughs> bodily injury. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, video game movies, uh, they keep beating this horse, but um, I, I feel like Hollywood will, if one of them finally... Hits and and it has to make like oddly enough it has to make Tomb Raider money because those were the ones <laughs> yeah that, those were the movies the that made the money yeah, yeah. that's true so isn't it, it has yeah. to make that level of money for them to really pay attention again and I, I know uh, you know Sony's trying to do Uncharted with Tom Holland and you know and and Sean uh, Levy directing I mean that one if they do it on a budget you could 
with Spider-Man himself in it. I mean, that could that could be the one. But I feel like I I have the same conversation every couple of years yeah. with a different big actor and a different yeah, yeah. you know thing. So I I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Will this one? Could this one? Be a success, or is it too early? If to I had to, if I had to put my own money on it, and uh, I, I would, uh, I don't know. There's, yeah. there's nothing from the trailer that screamed, "This is the Messiah of video game <laughs> yeah. movies." Like, there's nothing. It looks like a fun, uh, it looks like a fun action movie, and especially yeah. you know, post, you know, we're in this sort of uh, era where we are, we are really going into. Uh, having female-led action movies and really embracing that post-Wonder Woman, post-Atomic Blonde. Uh, I, I, I'll i be honest, like, uh, part of me really wants to go to just support that happening because yeah. we need more of that. Yeah, and Atomic Blonde didn't really do that well, which is kind of a pisser because yeah. I, I liked the movie. Yeah, I thought it was fun. You know? But that's an interesting point that maybe maybe crowds, because Atomic Blonde doesn't have any franchise name recognition, though. Maybe the Wonder Woman crowds will come out for t- this new Tomb Raider, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the. Do we think? Like, do we think Alicia? We we saw her in Ex Machina, but you know this is her like big action breakthrough. Did you guys buy her as an action heroine? Uh, I, yes. Because she's a serious dramatic actress. Does a lot of costume drama stuff. You know? Yeah, I actually I did, and again I'm I keep going back to the game, but uh, yeah, the game is so. So much of the focus of that character's journey in the game is watching her go from this grad student, this sort of sheltered, uh, very wealthy grad student, to this Rambo survivor. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think that watching somebody that is more known for these dramas kind of make that shift, I think that's actually really appropriate for the movie. So I I think it's going to work out. I thought... Even if that movie ends up not being good, I don't think anyone's going to walk away saying that Alicia Vikander was the problem. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because she is such a talented yeah. actress. So yeah. I, th- I think that I think that I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I want to see what they do with it. Yeah. And Fassbender was like, listen, you got to get your you need your Magneto. Like you need yeah. your you need your franchise character to uh-huh. pay the bills here, you know. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, I kind of want to hear what you guys thought of the trailer. So let us know in the comments. Let us know on. On Twitter at uh, at uh, what's our hashtag? Ha- we're hashtag IGN Movies Podcast. There we go. So tweet that at <laughs> any of us. <laughs> yes. Um, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Cinema Score. Okay. Uh oh. F Cinema Scores <laughs> in particular. Mother Darren Aronofsky's new uh, movie, which uh, bombed, and the critics though it had a fairly decent Rotten Tomatoes score. Audiences uh, in their exit polling for Cinema Score gave the movie an F, and there are only like a couple of dozen or so movies in the in the history of Cinema Score that have garnered this <laughs> illustriously low rating, and Mother is one of them. You know what I found when I was going through this, and we did a little feature on it. Um, a lot of the Cinema F Cinema Score movies. Were directed by acclaimed filmmakers. Of course, Oscar recipients. Did The Witch get an F? It better not have. No, I no, think but it got like hated a C it. or a D. Really? Yeah. Audiences I remember hated being it. pissed. Yeah. I love most that horror movie. movies do score very low on Cinema Score. Yeah. You know, like even even it the only got like a B yeah. plus or B or something like that. But um, yeah, so like William Friedkin, director of uh, Exorcist and French Connection, has one on there. 
Uh, which one is his? Uh, Bug, uh, <laughs> which is scripted by Pulitzer Prize winner Tracy Letts. And I, I actually <laughs> like the movies, Michael Shannon and, and, uh, and uh, Ashley Judd. Okay. But uh, Robert Altman has one on there. But granted, his movie is supposedly. Which I, I movie know, is Dr. his? Dr. T and the Women. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's the Richard Gere one. And yeah. then, like, uh, who the hell else is on there? Um, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky <laughs> yeah, is now, now Darren on there. Uh, but I actually, the more I hear about this F Cinema score, the more I want to actually go see Mother. I'm like, okay, this. I, I, now, now, now we have a conversation. So what are, going what are audiences thinking? Who are these audience members who go to see Mother, and they and they're expecting just a standard Jennifer Lawrence like, like drama? Maybe or what, they were expecting like, like a, a sort of like uh, my uh, I'm my husband is going to kill me kind of a, per, what's the sleeping with the enemy type yeah. movie or something? I Rosemary's Baby is another one I see a lot yeah. of right. comparisons yeah. drawn to. People are, yeah, they wanted a certain movie and they didn't get that. But now I want to go and see this thing. Like it, But we should say that that movie was dropped with fairly minimal marketing. I only saw the trailer for it about a week before it dropped. Yeah, yeah and yeah. The, they didn't screen it to the for the press until uh, the week of release. Yeah. And um, you know they didn't do, they didn't do too too many interviews for it, but I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. I mean the the cinema there's this dis, there's the disparity between the critics and the general movie going public, right? And, and, and yeah. it just seems to be I don't know. Do you think it's getting wider as time goes on? Like, is there? I think it, so a little it bit. Seems yeah. like yeah. it, right? Uh, and uh, when you get these extreme examples like Mother, but uh, but in in general, I think like. The critics don't ne aren't necessarily in line with what regular folk enjoy or want to see yeah. uh, these days. Uh, that doesn't mean that the critics are wrong necessarily, but I don't yeah. know that critics are the best barometer for like regular folk. Like I don't know, critics don't know. are. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage to the regular folk thing because you know what, we all started as regular folk who happen to like movies. Speak we, for yourself. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> sir, I come from a long line of films. No. Um, but no, like, you know, we just, we we had, I, yeah, no, you're I'm right. going to sound like a real douchebag here, but we probably had more discerning taste. And, and I think, <laughs> I know, I know. But, I was much more gentle in the way I put it. I well, just said regular folk. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, I, I come from a blue-collar background, so but I, I liked, yeah. you know, very... I liked movies of all kinds. I liked yeah. some highbrow stuff, and I liked a lot of stupid movies too. Yeah. Because you know what? You need a dumb palate yeah. cleanser every now and then. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I you know, I just don't... not last night. Yeah. Just not Transformers <laughs> the last night. That's right. That's true. That that one, yeah. No. If that has less than, is there something lower than an F that that movie can get? Uh, a Z. A Z. Okay. <laughs> no, to, it's just called a Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get a, yeah the you, special <laughs> Bay. This rating. movie is Bay. <laughs> not to spend too much more time on the cinema score thing, but I think maybe like I'm not trying to say that regular movie-going folk are you know that yeah. they have bad opinions or anything, but I think. The th what bothers me sometimes is when people say, oh, I just want dumb, you know, dumb, mindless popcorn entertainment. Like, yeah, I just want to like, throw my brain off. Yeah, like that's, like, that's the thing I don't get, you know? Yeah. So um, if that's your excuse for liking something that, that I, if, you're, if I say that's a bad movie and your excuse is, well, I just like it because it's dumb and I don't have to think about it, I don't find that to be like yeah. a good, a valid argument. Yeah, I, I really don't respect that 
particular opinion. But on that note, <laughs> let's move on to other things everyone will disagree with me on. <laughs> Linda Hamilton is returning to the Terminator franchise. Guys. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you on that. That's actually happening. Yes. No, I dispute yeah. your factual evidence. Yeah, sure it's 2017. That? Yeah. That's the kind of James thing Cameron announced it, so it must yeah. be true. All right. Well, um, which is uh, you, you, one? What do we think about the return of the original Sarah Connor in a reboot with? Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron's involvement. I don't, he's not gonna be directing it, but he is producing it. That's good enough for me. That is, uh, I, I think, it's kind of funny. I wasn't expecting anything to make me interested in another damn Terminator <laughs> reboot. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I, for some reason, never thought of, because Linda Hamilton doesn't really do too much high-profile stuff no. nowadays. Yeah, no. So to have her returning yeah. to the Terminator franchise after all this time, yeah. and again, it comes back to these sort of female-led action movies that are sort of, you know, having this renaissance right now, and I think, you know, post-Wonder Woman, maybe they look at, uh, and, you know, we had Genesis with, uh, with Amelia Clark, but... Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I, yeah. were, the first two Terminator movies are amazing. So is it is it the sequel to Terminator 2? Do we know? Uh, I forget exactly how they're looking to do it. I think it's meant to be sort of a reboot that, yeah, kind of... But she died. A legacy sequel. She died between 2 and 3, right? Wasn't that the story? I think the idea is to kind of forget those ones happened, but I feel... Like, I'm interested in her returning. I will say Arnold Schwarzenegger has come back for a few Terminator movies now, and I, I'm just, if you gotta keep making Terminator movies, can we get the hell away from the Connors? Can we try some other story? Go another 100 years in the future. What happens after in the post-Connor era? Right. Like, I can't live forever, so. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I want to see something new. I'm sick of going back to the Connor well all the time. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the, the only chance of me being excited is her, is Linda Hamilton coming yeah. back. Because as you say, the, um, Schwarzenegger's come back so many times. So, uh, but in general, it's, I don't know, those movies, it feels, it's sort of like the Alien movies. Like, I feel like mm. I'm not sure why we're still getting Alien movies. Yeah, know? I mean, even Stacy Snyder, the boss of 20th Century Fox this week, said that, you know, uh, something along the lines of, for the future of the Alien franchise, you know, if there's a good story there, they, they'll return to it. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think, you know, Terminator, it's been kind of diminishing returns from Salvation to Genesis. Um, and I think with James Cameron coming back, and I asked him about, about this just a couple months ago, um, you know, I think he, he was saying the most difficult thing for, for him to come back to this franchise is trying to come up with a story that can match where we're at with reality because we have, um, you know, basically Skynet kind of exists. We're right. all, you know. It's in our pockets. Yeah, right. we, we, and we allowed it, you know. And, and I think the last Terminator movie did try to deal with that a little bit, but he's like, you know, we're already in a time when we have AI being used for, like, military purposes and that they're going to, you know, create a function where drones and, and robots can determine whether or not used in military procedures can kill you. I'm not talking about like your Roomba deciding like, <laughs> you know what, you're useless. Not bastard. yet. I'm gonna kill you, you know? You are, yeah, never you say never. never clean get, this place. Gonna clean up the human mess. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, I, 
let, let's talk in general though about sort of with, with well actually I mean Tom are you let, let's get your two cents on uh, Terminator what, what would you like to see them do in, in this one to justify the excitement of bringing these people back I think we need to see why I mean yeah that's the question right what what is there that the Terminator movies can say that reflects how we relate to technology now? And yeah. I like really not to sort of answer a question with a question, but that's what I want. Why wanna... Darren Aronofsky does it? Yeah, mm -hmm. right? get your F Cinema score now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really want to see a sm because that's what makes you know the Terminator movies besides you know them being amazing action movies just like a really interesting examination of how humans interact with technology and where is the line uh, between it being just beneficial and convenient and it being something that we rely on. I think I would like to see them tackle, like really go into maybe social networking and Ooh, see how, like maybe there's a Terminator out there. Because in the first Terminator, you have, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger like looking through a phone book. The <laughs> robot is looking through a phone book to try to find the right Sarah Connor. Yeah. So what happens when- And makes a, a mistake. Right? What happens when, exactly. Picks, yeah. Kills a wrong Sarah yeah, Connor. Yeah, had no exactly. facial recognition software <laughs> right, yes. right. in the future. So what happens when a Terminator has Facebook in its brain? Right and yeah. can just become, whereas the T-1000 in uh, T-2 is, you know, really impressive because it's like, oh, fluid motion, I can make knives with my hands. <laughs> I would like to see maybe a more cerebral villain yeah. of this movie mm. that is able to sort of use that knowledge and kind of maybe make that an allegory for like, oh, you know, if we put too much stock into you know, putting all of our information into one place, you know, what happens when yeah. that is Skynet? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the best chance this movie has at saying something new and making the franchise exciting again. And also, you know, blow a bunch of stuff up, make it look good. <laughs> I, I wonder too if, you know, Cameron gets political, if he'll be, look at like the way Facebook and all the Russian ads and all that jazz, uh, if there's a way like he'll say like how Skynet because uh, I do like your social media idea, like how can they influence everything from people's purchasing habits to who gets elected to yeah. whatever, you know, that could be that could be kind of interesting. You know, Armageddon can come from, you know, Skynet could trigger Armageddon in ways that doesn't take a computer necessarily launching missiles. Right, right. I think about like one There's thing. There's other buttons they can push. Exactly, well, I mean, you think about, uh, uh, one example, something like that in Serenity, and you know, spoilers if you haven't seen Serenity yet, but you're like 12 years late to that party, so <laughs> no sympathy. Uh, just skip ahead of this if you don't wanna hear it, but that scene when they, uh, they arrive on Miranda and they find that the entire population has died, not because of some like neurotoxin, but because of a, well, it is a neurotoxin, I guess, but they're pumping gas into the planet that is making people calmer and more calmness turns into apathy and apathy turns into just total abandonment of you know right the is this whole thing like a metaphor for weed totally bruh yeah. <laughs> no but uh i would like to uh, yeah exactly i would like to see them go into sort of 
maybe more cerebral cerebral uh, aspects of what makes yeah. technology so insidious. Did we just talk ourselves into wanting a Terminator reboot? It seems like we did. Even, when yeah. we just started with, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be the right. Terminator well, we re reboot that gets a F yeah. cinema score. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And, that's, and that <laughs> is not go. the only, uh, that is that. not the only big franchise that is uh, getting a, a female star returning to it, isn't that it? That is true, Mr. Right. Segway. Why don't you tell the folks at home? I stole a Segway. There we go. <laughs> Zing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting Jamie Lee Curtis back into the Halloween franchise. Danny McBride is co-writing it with... Uh, David it? Gordon Green. Wow. I yeah. mean, come on. Crazy, right? Pretty cool. Now, of course, this is her second time that she's returned yes. to the franchise because she came back she for H2O. H2O. Yeah. And then the, the sequel uh, to H2O was Resurrection, and they killed her off. At the very beginning. At the right? very beginning of that movie. Yeah. And, um, and so our former, so our former colleague, Eric Goldman, broke down the Halloween continuity on Twitter a few days ago. <laughs> oh, and it's man, like, you got to look, that? you got to find that thread because it's like, there's like four different realities based on which sequel. There's like uh -huh. Halloween 2 is the end of one story. And then there's the H2O, H2O timeline. And now this is a new timeline probably because <laughs> she's alive again. Then there's the Rob Zombie timeline, you know. So Eric, like, heads up, we're totally ripping off your idea for <laughs> yeah. future things. Your check's in the mail, Eric. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, uh, you know, I, I just, I w always wonder about like, uh, Laurie Strode, will she be doing a, what was, what was the yogurt thing or the, the, all the diuretics, oh, oh, yogurt uh, stuff that new, Jamie looked through? New trivia? Yeah, is that like, she, is that what yeah. she's been doing all these years? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but, so Jim, are you excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis back? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I love the original Halloween. Uh, I didn't really, I, I didn't see all the other ones. The ones I did see, I was like, eh, I could care less. But the original one is just fantastic. I'm excited by the idea of those two guys writing it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I forget who's directing it. Do we know? I think it's going to be, I, I don't know if they've announced it officially, but I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being David Gordon Green. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah, now I am. I mean, uh, I know John Carpenter has uh, like given it his blessing and he's a He wants to producer. score it too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's put his name into the room. All right, yeah, I am excited. Now, Shouldn't with those, he with automatically those get to? If yeah, he, right. <laughs> John who Carpenter? are you going to get besides him to score <laughs> yeah. this movie? Someone has to call him and say, sorry, John, um, like, you didn't I'm get not, it. I'm not necessarily upset about John Carpenter not directing this movie, but if he doesn't score it, that's yeah. like crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to, yeah, he, his, I mean, his work as a composer is almost as iconic as his work as a mm. filmmaker. I mean, like, his score for Escape from New York is great, and... Uh, yeah. But let's let's kind of talk in general the idea of these actors that that come back to franchises after long absences, and we're doing a, a full circle here because you're talking to Harrison Ford this weekend for Blade right. Runner 2049. Yep. What was that? 35 years ago, the first one came out. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I he's mean, done. I mean, cow. he's the king of it because he brought back Han Solo. Indiana he brought Jones. back and Indiana Jones. He's bringing he, Indiana Jones back again. He's bringing <laughs> Indiana back again. He brought back regarding Henry. Uh, no. <laughs> did like, did we miss that. that one? That was my that fan was fiction. That was J.J. Abrams, though. <laughs> Abrams is in yeah. it, too, isn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. he's actually in it as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he started as an actor. Yeah. Um, but, um, 
But yeah, so I mean, but do they succeed? I mean, more often than not, they don't work that well, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, let's, I, I can run down off the top of my head. I, I literally don't have on my notes because uh, I think I've talked about this back when we did Keeping It Real, but you know, we had Sylvester Stallone come back for Creed and it yep. was great. Creed, yeah. And, and well, I really, really, he came back twice, so right? Because he came oh, back yeah. for Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Balboa too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like, I really so wanted him to win Creed that worked. Oscar for yeah. Best Supporting for Creed. I thought right, he was, right. he yeah. legit, hands down, was great. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Michael Douglas came back as Gordon Gecko for uh, the Wall Street sequel. And I was, I always wanted a Wall Street sequel because I figured, you know, I I wanted to know what happened to Gordon Gecko. You know, he gets busted at the end of it. And so I liked the idea of what they were trying to do with Gecko, but the the movie itself didn't quite work. Um, and then you 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 know, Jeff Bridges coming back for Tron Legacy. And I remember how stoked we were at IGN for that movie coming along. Now, Tom, you you are a big fan of Tron Legacy. I am. But I will I will say that I, I um Bridges worked for me in it. It was the visual effects of, of, of um, oh my God. Clue. Uh, Clue. That, that uh, kind of threw me off, and I know that's a, you a very old You just didn't like the de-aging of him? Or? Yeah, I mean, I didn't it think the tech was It was before the there. technology yeah. was okay. there. But right. also, I mean, it I, is a computer I, the movie itself, and I'll, you know, you're the big proponent of it, Tom, so I'll let you speak to it, but I thought it was kind of a bummer, you know, and again, like, waiting so long to return to uh, a property you know, I think that's part of the problem. It's not always just the that we brought the actor back and they couldn't quite capture it. It's more some of these things were just called. Is there a to shelf begin with. life? To yeah, these like movies. these things yeah. are. How long is too long to wait? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tron think? Legacy. I, again, I am a noted Tron Legacy uh, <laughs> lover slash apologist, depending on who I'm talking to, uh, and specific to Jeff Bridges returning to the franchise. I, he. There's nothing in that movie that screams, oh, this is Kevin Flynn, you know, 30 years later. Like, really, he's just kind of computer dude. Right. He's even wearing a bat, like, something that looks like a bathrobe for, like, 80% of the movie. <laughs> right. yeah. But that, like, I really think that movie's a total blast. And if you haven't watched it recently, it's totally worth another watch because it is fun. Uh, I don't uh, know. I, sure that I, would, uh, I, I love it. I love it dearly. Uh, everybody knows it's it. It's too bad you didn't work for us back then because I mean, you were probably in high school. But I was, I was <laughs> in college. Remember they'd have Flynn's Arcade at, at oh, Comic Con yeah. for like two or three years That's in a row. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that thing took forever to like you know that to come out. That's um, the thing about that movie. There was so much buzz and build up about it for so long that when it finally arrived, it kind of like was. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it took it took uh, it took like forever for that movie to come out. Yeah. Uh, I just want to rattle off a few more people that that yeah, returned. Yeah, but we just ran a feature on this today, actually. Yeah. So, like, Basic Instinct too. Okay, fourteen years between those two movies when they brought Sharon Stone back. Yeah. I will say that she's not the problem with the movie. Again, it was the movie itself is just bad. It's David Marcy who was the uh, the governor in Walking Dead, is like <laughs> yes, the shrink. Right. And <laughs> that, I, I I've been here so long. I remember us following the development of that movie and like all the people that were attached for that role or turned it down was like Kurt Russell was the one that we're really after. Then it was Pierce Brosnan. Then it was Benjamin Bratt. And then they ended up with <laughs> David kind of going down the ladder. Yeah. No, seriously, no, no like name actor in Hollywood yeah. wanted to like, do that right, movie. We got the guy who's going to play the governor someday. Yeah, like, like years and years later. Uh, and then even like Vin Diesel returning for Triple X oh years God. later. Uh, 
a, a lot of these movies flop though, like Zoolander two. Yeah. Uh, Even du- tri- well, Triple X. Dumb and Dumber yeah. two. Dumb and yeah, Dumber two. One. That was another. Yeah. yeah, that was another big letdown. Uh, Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Jeff Goldblum coming back for Independence Day. Uh, resurgence. I actually thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I went in with no expectations and put the bar pretty low. And you know what? Watching Jeff Goldblum chew scenery for yeah, probably th- the, it was it felt like three hours. It's the I don't know if that's but that movie was. was a big flop, which is yeah. amazing because I really thought they brought back you know Roland Emmerich. Um, it was a, a huge hit in its day. Yeah. I thought it would appeal to millennials who grew up with that movie, like the movie they saw over and over again as 10-year-olds or yeah. whatever, and nobody showed up for it. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one. And that was another one that was in development for years and years. There were going to yeah. be two movies at one point. Was, I mean, was it really, not to, to have last year's podcast today, but like, <laughs> was it because... Um, Will Smith wasn't in it. If Will Smith was that in it, was would you not have gone? The I don't with think that that's movie. it. Yeah, no. Yeah. And you but know what? Would people actually, have gone to see it though if, if if they had brought him back. I don't know. I don't. Will Smith isn't exactly. I mean, Suicide Squad aside, that is like obviously a huge hit. But I feel like Will Smith doesn't have the same like. Oh, we're going to see a Will Smith movie <laughs> right. uh, quality that it used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, aren't they bringing? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like I I should know this. It's not like I run a movie section at the end, but. Um, Jeff Goldblum, aren't they bringing back uh, uh, Malcolm for yeah. Jurassic yes, World 2? Yes, they too? are. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's coming so back. So that's going to be again. curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're necessarily banking on him for that one to work, but it means we'll have Star-Lord and the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And OG Gwen Stacy. That's right. right. That's yeah, right. Never forget. Right. Never wow. forget. Um, all right. Well, we're curious about what you guys think. Um Actors returning to franchises after very long absences. I mean, we're talking any, anywhere from seven years to 30. Um, uh, Tom, I think you have something you want to share with us? Yeah, well, I just wanted to, yeah, definitely let us know your thoughts on uh, actors returning to franchises. Hashtag IGN Movies Podcast. Get yeah, us uh-huh. on Twitter. We'll give you our handles at the end. Uh, but, yeah, we wanted to move on to uh, some questions that you guys had for us this week. Uh, Adam Lehman on uh, I believe Facebook, wants to know, guys, if Disney or Universal were to plan a new land in their parks, is there a movie or series that you would like to see them bring to life, a la Harry Potter or Avatar coming in the Disney park? I I would like them to bring back Frontierland with Davy Crockett, but, you <laughs> know, luck. now I'll, okay, I'll just go... Okay, but let's go for things that are actually yeah. possible. <laughs> let, let, let me go uh, take my teeth out. Um <laughs> I, I would like to see, I think there's, it would be interesting to do like the Marvel, Netflix, like street level, like some sort of street level attraction where you can actually go into like the the bar that like. Uh, Luke the, Cage's bar. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know what the hell you would do. Outside of it just drink. all ends in dis- quiet disappointment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it all ends with uh, like you have to go through this whole thing to find uh, dragon bones in, in New York. But yeah, there could be something kind of that fun could be to cool. do there, and like go to like the Alias Investigation Office, yeah. or go to like the Rand Corporation, and, right? And, yeah. You know, uh, Nelson and Murdoch. I, I don't. know. It could be kind of a fun, fun yeah. thing there, but. Um, Oh, in terms of like movie franchises, is there something they could do with? I know they have theme park uh, attraction for Fast and Furious, but like, could you do sort of a globe trotting kind of thing where 
you're one section, you're on the ice, and you got to cross the ice for yeah, like 20 yeah, minutes, yeah. and then right. and, and then you're in Cuba, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Scott, what about you? What's your well? What's I mean, your I think the choice? obvious one. I I could think of a few, but I think the obvious one is Star Trek. Yeah, you know? right. Um, oh God. And yeah. they yeah. used to have the Vegas. What was it called? The Star Trek Experience in Vegas. Did you guys ever? I never know. Yeah, it was this no. whole thing. It was in one of the casinos, and you. You go through the MGM Grand or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I did it years and years ago, and it it was there for years. And you would you go through, and there was like, you you wind up on the bridge of Captain Picard's ship, and it was like a simu. You know, it was like they rebuilt the thing, and like you think you're in the moment of there's action, and then they rush you off to like the to the shuttle bay or something, and then you're on like a motion ride type deal. Uh, and then it just Shatner, his ego, just <laughs> talking the entire time, and no. <laughs> no, but wait, I have, I'm sorry, I know we're running a bit long, but I have to, a real quick aside. Years ago, a buddy in my, of mine was visiting, so I took him to the Empire State Building in New York, and um, we went to the top, and they had a motion ride. Is it called a motion ride? It's the thing that, it's a stationary thing, but it goes up and down on like, um, yeah, when you like, get inside and you're watching a just screen. Like five-year-olds, uh, you put a quarter in, and they're like on their little buggy or <laughs> horse like or whatever. It's, you, it's the adult version. It's yeah, like the roller coaster yeah, like simulator simulated, things. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and it was, so it was supposed to be a, ro- a spaceship flying you through New York City, but, and, but the hosts of the thing were, it was like the saddest thing ever. The hosts were Yakov Smirnoff <laughs> and James Duhan, who played oh, Scotty, wow, yeah, yeah. But, oh he couldn't, but he couldn't wear Star Trek outfits or uniform insignia or anything so it was a Star Trek type costume uh. <laughs> and he, had, he still had the Scottish accent he's actually not Scottish yeah, he's, he's Canadian, Canadian you know, yeah. so, anyway but so yeah I feel like a Star Trek thing could be awesome like, yeah, um, that like the Star cool. Trek experience was cool and that was all those years ago if you did a full fledged thing they're building something in the Middle East somewhere there's a one of the I can't remember who it is but one of the one of the princes or kings in the Middle East is a huge Star Trek fan. He even ha- showed up in an episode of like Voyager or something. Uh-huh. He had a cameo because he was visiting L.A. Could and they that were, man and, be the man and that he's building peace something. to the Middle East because yeah. he believes in yeah, the message right? of Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, the, mes- the message of Star Trek, yeah. yeah. So he's building something over there, I think, but um, it'd be That's more cool. convenient if it was in Florida or California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go for, this is a little bit of a cheek, it's not a movie yet, but it's just the first thing that came into my mind. Uh, I think a Rick and Morty theme park oh, wow, would be yeah. hilarious. You got Anatomy Park. <laughs> you get, you know, go into Rick's garage and see how fast you can get killed by something in there. You know, <laughs> that what about like a Simpsons Land. I mean, I know they do some. Simpsons yeah, this would be itchy and scratchy land. Yeah, right? there's yeah. something at Universal. There's like a bunch of Simpsons stuff at Universal, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably as close as they'll they'll get to that. But we also uh, we have another question that one of our listeners would like us to. Uh, Address now. This is a. It was a little. It was a little uh, wide in scope. So I'm going to narrow it down for us. But uh, Joshua Durant asks, uh, with the success of it, which movie would you like to see remade? And I'll narrow it down. Are there any horror movies? Horror Let's movies. go for horror movies. Now that it this uh, you know, it's uh, technically I guess it's not a remake because. It's a uh, it's an adaptation of the book, and the miniseries is an adaptation of the book, so they're kind of kind of mm. separate. But yeah, are there any horror movies out there that you guys are like, oh, I'd love to see a remake of that? What have they not remade though? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, it? I-, I was really bummed when they re. I love the original Omen, and that remake, even though it had, Lee Schreiber was a great pick. Um, David Thewlis, he was David great. Thule, uh, uh, Julia Stiles. I, I mean, I thought it was well cast, but I hated the remake. Um, I don't know. Like, 
Maybe you need to look at the TV movie stuff like what it was. Yeah, like I just yeah. showed my kid Salem's Lot, the TV mm. version. And you know, it's a bit of a slog. Like I remember oh, be, yeah. it being so freaky, but there was another miniseries type thing. It's like four hours long and you gotta watch the- Well, I loved like, it when I was there. I just, I, I'll never forget the kid floating in the window yeah, thing. Right, but you gotta watch like two hours of local town melodrama to get to that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I don't know, maybe something like that or like yeah. the stand. Um, yeah, I mean, Josh Boone, uh, who did Fault in Our Stars and, and has the new Mutants movie next year, he's been trying to get that yeah. off the ground. And I, something tells me after the success of It, maybe if, maybe if It hadn't come out and it was just Dark Tower that we were basing Stephen King adaptations right. uh, or you know, it, going forward on. Yeah, I mean, we're curious, do you think if It opened up earlier in the year, it was still a success, and then Dark Tower came out, would Dark Tower have been able to ride that wave or will it would have killed this sort of renewed interest in Stephen King properties. I think that, I, I think people would have been kinder to it a little bit, yeah. if for no other reason than it had put rose-colored glasses on everybody. Um, I, I still think the movie itself would have, it still would have flopped because it wasn't good enough. But, yeah, you know? it's really sad too, because uh, like the movie, the trailers for the movie made me interested enough to start reading the books. I just finished the fifth one. And it was all like, oh, I'm gonna watch the, or I'm gonna read these books, and then I'm gonna watch the movie, and the movie's gonna be great, and they'll make more. And <laughs> here's, here's something. Here's something uh, for the readers uh, uh, um, answer. Uh, what if they did? And this might be more of a, a long form, like cable uh, series adaptation of From Hell. Yeah, that would because, be cool. You know, like, I I liked the movie for what it uh, for what it is. Uh, but I do understand why people don't like it when you look at the graphic novel and the way that was done. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we've had a lot of stuff like that, like Ripper Street yeah. and, and Limehouse Gollum, which now getting its second plug here on the Boom. IGN Movies podcast. Two weeks in a row. That, that sort of Ripper era horror. Limehouse, what is it? Yeah, it's, it, it, it just came out a couple of weeks ago. Jane Goldman wrote it. Oh, yeah, wow. Wrote, uh, two, the, co-wrote the two Kingsman movies yeah. and X-Men First, First Class. Class. And, yep. um, and she's working on one of the Game of Thrones prequel series. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that could be fun. Yeah. Do like I, a long form thing I, like that. I think my, my number one horror movie that I would like to, horror movie that I would like to see remade, uh, Event Horizon, directed, wow. and I got, I got a director already, Fede Alvarez. Could you imagine uh, if they leaned more into the sort of hell sort of parts right. of the story? Yeah. I really, I love Event Horizon. <laughs> I think it's so much fun. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys very much for those questions. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's move on here now. I, I'm curious. Uh, I know what I've seen recently that I like, and I'll, I'll keep my opinion to last. But Scott, uh, any movies that you've seen lately that you would uh, like Does it have to be the most recent thing I saw? Just the most recent thing you watched it doesn't have to be the most recent release. Just the last okay. movie that you saw. The last movie I saw was Alien Covenant, actually. We mentioned not <laughs> wanting any more Alien movies earlier. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, I've seen it already, but I was on the flight over. Uh, they had like Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Covenant, and I was just looking for something to like tune out to, and I yeah. was like, let me revisit Covenant. And I, um, it's weird, like that movie, like, it's just frustrating. I, uh, like, there's, there's some things I really like about it. And it's like, I think Ridley, we were kind of talking about this the other night, but like, Ridley Scott, I feel like he doesn't really want to make alien movies. He wants to make, um, he wants to make movies about David and about creation and, 
um, and like Very you know heady. God's gone yeah. gone evil or whatever, and the, he throws the alien in just to kind of be able to call it alien. So yeah. I've, I feel like those movies could be better if he they, if he just left the alien part out actually. Mm. So that was me. What about you, uh, Tom? Uh, the last movie I saw was Evil Dead Two. Mm. Wow! And uh, been going back through the franchise. Uh, Actually, it was spurred by uh, you guys were dropping names at the beginning. I'm gonna drop a name. <laughs> Boom! Uh, we were at we were at Halloween Horror Nights, and uh, I I got the chance to meet uh, Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs Evil Dead. Nice. And I was just like, you know what? It's been so long since I've watched those movies, and my girlfriend hasn't seen them. So I was like, we're getting close to Halloween. We're gonna start watching the Evil Dead franchise and Excellent. watch that one. It's just a Stone Cold classic. Yeah. That movie's so, so I don't good. I don't need to tell anybody why that movie's amazing. That's the last movie I watched. Jim, what was the last movie you watched? Um, I can't say too, too much about it because most of you folks haven't seen it, but you can check out my review for it, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I can't wait. Uh, I, you know, I liked it a lot. I think if you liked the first movie, it's it punches all those same buttons. Uh, I will say, I just remembered, I was on a flight last week, and I finally saw Ghost in the Shell, oh, the yeah? Scarlett Johansson one. It's a flight kind of movie, right? Which is weird because visually it's so beautiful and I'm watching it on a tiny seat back screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will say, you know, I really wanted to finally see that. I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar with the, the anime. Uh, not really an anime guy. I know a few of them. Uh, but, you know, I was curious for the most controversial part of it, the whitewashing uh, stuff, all that jazz. And I have, have you guys seen it? No. Or do you care if I get into nope. any of that? Don't care. All right, so spoilers, folks. It is out in Blu-ray now, so that's usually our rule. Once something hits Blu-ray, You're on spoiler your own. rules don't <laughs> apply anymore. But um, I think if they had just had one, like all the, the people at the evil corporation that made her, and if you guys you know don't know, it's like basically she was born a Japanese woman and her essence basically ends up, her soul, if you will, ends up in this uh, robot that is a white woman. And I think, oof, which obviously, <laughs> like, there's, oh, that, that didn't help anything. Yeah. But at least it's Scar- Scarlett Johansson is what the studio was saying. Yeah, that, right? reminds me of, that reminds me of the, uh, that sort of diatribe from uh, Mallrats about Darth Vader. How, like, <laughs> right. do you remember, you know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, I, I would say if they, they could have probably diffused uh, some of the post-release uh, brouhaha over the movie because the way that they acknowledged that she was indeed a Japanese woman and, and it was so just weird. Like All the people at that company making uh, the, the shells are white people and the robots that they're making are white people. So if they had just had them have some line about having some sort of supremacist ideology or something like that. If they had just acknowledged it, I think that's the bigger problem is they simply never acknowledge right. it. Mm-hmm. And, it. And the Japanese people that are working on that squad are just like, yep, I guess this happens. Like right. nobody addresses the big white elephant in the room. And I think if they had just done that, it wouldn't have, you know, it would have helped diffuse some of the, uh, the post-release blowback and I don't think they would have had the courage to really go there and address that issue, but I think by virtue of not even acknowledging it, it was, you know... Kind of shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, and it was pretty chicken frankly. Like, you could have just dealt with it. You're already in it. They knew... They knew... There was blowback before they even started rolling cameras on this, and they just opted to 
yeah. go the way they did. So uh, I found, you know, uh, it was the uh, knowing that that I already knew the ending, uh, right? Because I work here, so mm -hmm. um, I had spent the whole movie waiting to see how they were going to address that. And I have to say, that anticipation was the only thing that kept me from falling asleep. That thing is. Oh, wow. Boy, oh boy, there's slow burn and then there's yeah, just not cooking. Crap. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> then there's coma. Oh, I forgot to turn <laughs> the oven on. The turkey's frozen. Yeah. So, yeah, but Kingsman Golden Circle, a lot of fun. Go check it out. I love all the statesman stuff. Channing Tatum, not in the movie nearly enough. How's Julianne Moore? Uh, she's great. Yeah, she, she kind of steals every scene she's yeah. in and she plays this very, like, you can imagine like a 50s TV mom. Who's evil? Yeah, you like know? in a scene June, they showed with June her. Cleaver really lived yeah. up to her name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was pitching um, uh, uh, our uh, IGN's own Brandon Hunt, who does our Facebook and like social video stuff, uh, an idea. I don't know if this slash Porg expert. He's yes, our resident Porg, Porg expert. expert. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the expert on something the, we know the, nothing about. The fact about. that you mentioned uh, June Cleaver, <laughs> I want to see like '50s or '60s TV kids like Beaver. And his brother uh, Wally and Lumpy and Eddie Hask, all that, uh, do like sort of a pre-make version of Stephen King's It. <laughs> and so you use those kids. The Beave is like Georgie. <laughs> and then Cesar Romero's Joker is Pennywise. <laughs> so do like a mashup thing of that. And like, it, what if they had made It in dun, like dun, dun, dun. 1960? How does, you know? the C how does the Cesar Romero Joker theme go? Uh, Dun, 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 dun. There yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. so nobody else steal that idea. Uh, yeah, we oh, haven't done it. Jim, in two don't weeks. worry about it. I don't think anyone's gonna steal that. <laughs> idea. Oh come on, that thing is gold. All right, well I think that'll do it for this week's show. Scott, thank you so yeah. much for joining. Oh, we thanks don't for having nearly me, guys. ever get I miss to, it. to have you on. Uh, yeah. But now that we're back to audio only, we should have you call in sometime. Yeah. We'll see, I'll, I'll see if I can work some time into my very busy schedule to figure out how yeah. to put a phone next to a microphone. <laughs> Maybe yeah. something a little more technologically sound than that. We yeah. used to do it that way back yeah, a, long, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom, uh, uh, well, actually, Scott, uh, tell people your Twitter handle. Up oh, at Scott Calora. There we go. Nice and easy, yeah. though. I'm at Jim Mavida. Tom, you're at Tom underscore Jorgensen. That is correct. Why do you make it complicated? I know. I'm so, because, oh, trust All me. the world's I got many Tom Jorgensen. I got blocked by Tom Jorgensen because uh, <laughs> I asked him, like, probably one too many times, uh, hey, man, you haven't tweeted in, like, four years. Can I have your, uh, can I have your handle? He was like, block. So at Tom, at Tom Jorgensen, uh, you know, uh, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> please know that I'm still interested and will pay up to three American dollars to get that handle from you. Uh, send us your thoughts at movies at IGN.com, hashtag IGN Movies Podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we're, our fans on Facebook have an IGN Movies Podcast page. Go yes, join that. Yes, they do. But uh, that'll do it for this week's show. For all things movies, keep it here on IGN. IGN.